Hello and welcome to Silent Wisdom Online Satsang. This is a great opportunity for all of us to meet, discuss spiritual matters, ask questions, share our thoughts, views and just be together as well, progressing on the spiritual path. It's also a great protection shield for all of us and a great source of entertainment because this is what we enjoy, the spiritual discussions, the spiritual talks. Maybe some of us don't even have any more questions. We understand things, how they are. But still, we just like to connect. We like to be with each other. This is our social circle. No? So welcome again, all of you. And uh, some questions had already come. As you all know, we had our first get-together, first physical meeting this Sunday. And I was talking about the place, Tapavan, which is the name of my residence. And I had shared that uh, it is a special place. The video is still to be released. Actually, it has taken some time. I'm sorry about that. But uh, it's a quite a long file and will be uploading hopefully by tomorrow. And I did talk about uh, Tapavan, so some of you picked it up and asked me this question. So let me start from there. It all actually started with a spiritual intention. When I took Diksha in Kriya Yoga, or even before that actually, when I started practicing Kriya Yoga, Diksha happened, or the initiation happened about two years later, but certain understanding had started coming in. And... At that time, I had decided that I am going to dedicate my life to Kriya Yoga. That was my decision. And fortunately, Nived, my husband, also came into Kriya Yoga. And both of us found that it had transformed our life. So we had decided to dedicate our life. And in Kriya Yoga, we pray to Mahavtar Babaji, whom I always used to pray to. And I was telling him that um, this is what I want to do. And you guide me how things will move forward. And then certain things happened. Of course, I'm not good getting into too many details. Otherwise, it will become too much. But really through a coincidence or synchronicity, whatever we may call it. But I came to this place where I live now. I landed here. And the moment I came over here, it was like, this is my home. This is the place where I will be living. And this is going to be the place for spiritual progress or spiritual, uh, taking it spiritually forward. There was something which was happening inside me. And maybe some of you have also felt, you know, like when you know that this is the right thing to do, there is something that happens inside the body, which had happened very, very strongly inside me. And I went back and I told Niveth that uh, I have seen a piece of land and we are going to buy it. And he was like, okay, yeah, we will see. We will see how it happens. But I was very sure about it. And then things moved in a way that we did end up buying this place. Although I must tell you, there were different kinds of problems that came. But at any point of time, it did not discourage me. I knew for sure that this is how it is going to be. Something interesting also happened in between that, uh, you know, because I was following Kriya Yoga, so I, you know, we also pray to all the Kriya Yoga gurus and I saw a kind of a vision at that point of time where I saw that Yoga Nanda Ji is holding my hand and taking me to my home. You know, he's telling me, this is your home. So I was like, okay, he's going to tell me, you know, where uh, we need to build this place. And then when I found this land, so I was kind of looking for a sign from him. I was like, he has shown me. So there is something that is going to happen where his signature or something will come. And I will know that this is the right place. Although I knew this was the right, this was the place for me. So like from the person whom we bought this place, I would look for that maybe I will find an autobiography in his office, you know, very foolish, silly things. Uh, and every time that where will a sign come from him, but nothing was happening. And that is something that kind of little worried me because in my mind, I had made up this idea that Yogananda ji is going to give me a sign that this is the place and that was not coming. 
So I even told my Kriya Yoga Guruji at that point of time. And he told me, he said, see how you have felt inside you. That is the sign for you. But I was like, no, I was kind of stuck on uh, Yoga Randaji giving me a sign. And it so happened that um, the day we signed the papers for this land, the same day, just out of nowhere, a person whom I had known a long time ago came on the very same day and he said, um, I was in a shop where, you know, it was uh, uh, where they sell uh, gifts from Yoganandaji, Nandaji and he just felt like buying this for me, okay? And he said, I don't know why, I just felt like buying this for you and this is for you. And when I opened it, it was Yoganandaji's poster, okay, the very same day. So that was there. Plus, uh, this place has seen some amazing things, you know, really some nice things have happened over here. My whole spiritual progress has happened over here and some very nice incidents. Even a lot of other people who have come here, they have felt that uh, there is a kind of peace. There is something different about this place. So I completely, I'm sure about it that, uh, you know, when we speak about some places having a particular kind of vibration, this is definitely one of them and um, it is supposed to be a spiritual place. That is how it started and it went off very well. At the same time, you know, like while everything has gone off so well, still in between a period came when I thought that, okay, it is all kind of done now and it is a huge place to maintain and keep up. So why not just kind of, you know, let go of it and move away from here. So those thoughts also had come. And I also tried, um, once we stopped, we were doing a lot of Kriya Yoga activities over here, but then over a period of time, things changed and they stopped. So we thought that, okay, you know, maybe we will start something else. Maybe we will use it as a resort. Maybe we will give it away to other people to use. We tried a few things, but nothing worked out. And now, just very recently, um, when I was talking to Guruji, and, you know, I had mentioned it to him that uh, I have this place. So he said, okay, so you organize a function, you know, you organize the meeting. We should all meet, start meeting physically now, an offline session. So we said, okay. And then things moved so fast. It just like, you know, this place was waiting. This is what it was supposed to happen. So I'm also very glad that um, in this path again, when we have decided to go offline, then Tapuvan has been used as one of the uh, places to begin this. So that's kind of briefly, there is something about this place which is really nice. So it is a complete blessing of Mahavtar Babaji, Yogananda Ji, my Guruji, complete Guru's grace. For maybe some of you may have experienced similar things, I think the most important thing is when you want to do something, when an intention comes in and if you get supported by it, you know, like you just start getting kind of an unseen support to make that happen. It's kind of a very clear sign that this is what you are supposed to do here or this is what the place is destined for, is, is what I would like to say. Anybody else wants to ask anything about it? Otherwise, I'll move on to the next question. What is important about Rishikesh? So we were talking about Rishikesh the other day and uh, Guruji was also mentioning that he had been there. Although he mentioned Rishikesh as a hospital. But yeah, Rishikesh is, I call it the Silicon Valley of spirituality. It's uh, beautiful and there is a certain vibration about Rishikesh, which is very different. I don't know how many of you have been there, but when you do go there, one because of the river Ganga and because that area, that place, people, all of the people who are going there, they have similar thoughts. They are going with a particular purpose. I think uh, that also helps. Like, you know, when you go to a temple, everybody has a different kind of a mindset, you know, like a same mindset, a very similar mindset. So even when people go to Rishikesh, they are kind of spiritually inclined. Plus, a lot of yogis, a lot of uh, seekers have done so many practices over there. Uh, of all the people that we hear of, all the major yogis, even in uh, the earlier times, you know, we, we hear about they either going to Rishikesh or going to Banaras. 
So there are those places because of those people going there, doing their practices or staying there, definitely there is a change in the vibration. There are certain places in Rishikesh where I have been. You just go and sit there and the mind just goes blank. There are no thoughts and it's quite restful and relaxing. And it does help you to go deeper and to understand certain things which otherwise are difficult to get because there are so many thoughts, there are so many things which are going on in the mind. The mind is always rushing, rushing, rushing and the thoughts are coming. So that restfulness, that relaxation that comes over there definitely helps. In Rishikesh, um, again, you know, one of my favorite places is something called Muni Kireti. So that is also, there is a Muni over there. It's called Muni Kireti, um, which has, you know, this Lakshman Jhula and Ram Jhula, the area around that. All the ashrams are there. And one of the places that I stay very often is um, Swami uh, Shivananda's ashram. It is a beautiful place. Very simple, very basic. But there is something, there is a kind of a vibration which is totally transforming. And it's just next to, uh, next to River Ganga. Maybe some of you may have visited that place. If you ever go to Rishikesh and uh, you know, go there, I would recommend that, you know, do visit that ashram. There's another place which is more popular, uh, which is the Parmarth Niketan. Very, very popular. Okay, Satya has. Great Satya. Um, so did you did you also find that piece that I'm talking about or uh, am I too biased about it? So there's another famous place there, Parmarth Niketan, uh, which is uh, very popular. Um, but, you know, it is kind of more like a guest house or a hotel uh, where the Ganga Aarti also happens. But this Shivananda Ashram is really beautiful. Okay. Satya has also stayed at Parmarth Niketan. Yes. You have all the major ashrams over there. And some of the ashrams, like, you know, in the Shivananda ashram, they don't even charge you anything. There is no payment at all. You can go. The maximum that you can stay there is for 21 days. And uh, you need to, you can only go and stay there through someone who already has stayed there or who's a member. So there are certain rules, but one can easily find that. So another place that I stay in Rishikesh is Swami Rama ashram. It is SRSG. Swami Rama Sevak Gram. It's beautiful. It's slightly away from the Ganga River, uh, not really in the main area, but it's really, really nice. So uh, Rishikesh becomes special, as I said, one, because most spiritual seekers and, you know, yogis and a lot of people have done their practices and there is this river. So the vibration of the place is definitely different from a normal vibration that you would see in a city, especially for city dwellers and all those, those places can be really nice, uh, you know, excellent for retreats. Anyone else who has been there who may have a different experience or something can also share over here. Okay, Anjali is saying, uh, I have been to Rishikesh in most of the places in Himalayas and I am so much fond of it that I keep going there again and again, feel like it's calling me back. Yes, Anjali, you're right. I also feel the same. Like, uh, you know, there was a time I used to go almost four to five times in a year to uh, Rishikesh. Uh, every two, three months I used to run over there. Yes, Satya is saying Rishikesh is a different world altogether. It is. It is. It's beautiful. We should all plan something over there. Okay, Shivani is saying, been a number of times, but mostly for river rafting. Yes, uh, yeah, a lot of people go for river rafting over there. But Shivani, I think now when you will go, you will possibly go with a different mindset and you will see a different Rishikesh. And there are still, uh, there are many yogis, there are many beings over there who, to whom one can go and learn. And, and definitely there are some places as well over there. So if anybody is planning to go to Rishikesh, you can uh, check with me. I can guide you on certain things for sure. Not everything, maybe there are, there might be many, many things, but certain things I can definitely share with you. The other question that came was, uh, okay, Ruchika is saying, took a dip in Ganga at Haridwar and the Holy River made me cry and cry. Yeah, it can be an emotional experience. Yes. And you know, while Haridwar and Rishikesh are close by, I feel there's, there's still a difference. You know, Haridwar is more uh, still uh, religious-minded, kind of, you know, because people go for their lot of rituals over there. 
although still Haridwar is beautiful, but Rishikesh is very, very spiritually inclined, not so much. And most people uh, like who go for the rituals either go to Haridwar or then they are traveling through Rishikesh to go to either Beda, uh, Badrinath or Kedarnath. Uh, but mostly spiritual seekers you will find in Rishikesh. And yeah, taking those dips is really divine, beautiful experience. Third question, how do I know that I am following my Swadharma? Uh, we have talked about Swadharma so many times and uh, well, there are some very basic, simple things, you know, that you can look at. When you are following your Swadharma, what is Swadharma? Your inner calling, what you have come in this life to do, okay? Uh, we also associate sometimes with prarabdh, like what has been allocated to you uh, in this life. Aap is, is lifetime mein yahan par kya karne aaye hai, kya prarabdh hai, kya aapko karna hai, uske hisab se. To swadharma kya hai, to yehi ki meri calling kya hai, what is my inner calling, what is it that I am here for. And how will I know that I am following my swadharma? Simple things. First thing is, there is, I am inspired. It motivates me. I get inspired when I think about doing it. Nobody needs to tell me that I need to do this. There is no pressure. There is no stress. Even if I don't get appreciated to do what I am doing, I would still like to do that. Even if I do not get results, I still want to do that. You know, these are the questions we need to ask ourselves. Even to remove those things we may be doing, which is not our swadharna, this is the question we need to ask ourselves. If there was no need, if uh, nobody was appreciating me, if there was no pressure from the world, would I want to do this? And if the answer is yes, then you know that this is your swadharna. And if the answer is no, I'm doing this just because of an obligation. I'm doing this because... I need to be something in the world. I need to show it to the people. Or this is what is expected. This is what my family expects from me. This is what my friends expect from me. If those are the things because of which I am doing certain things, then that is not my swatha. Yes, many of us may be caught up in jobs, in activities, which are part of obligation now. And we need to do that. I am not saying that we need to just drop whatever we are doing to follow the swadharma. But we can also, while doing this, we can also find what am I here to do. And then the more we focus on doing what we are here for, what gives me the most happiness, what gives me the most peace, what makes me feel beautiful, what keeps me, with which I can do continuously. I can, you know, I do not even feel the need to sleep or eat as I'm doing it. The more and more I do it, we find that our lives get transformed. And you will find that even the things which we are doing as obligation, they also get transformed. It is really amazing. So even those things do not remain as an obligation anymore. They also become part of your swadharma. It kind of, you know, it has so much energy. It has so much beauty that uh, it just spreads everywhere. Jitna zada hum apne swadharma mein rehte hain, apne swadharma ka palan karte hain, utna hum dekhte hain ki hamari zindagi mein Baki sab cheezein, jo responsibilities hain, obligations hain, wo bhi bhoat achche se honne lagti hain, uske saath saath. Shayad, yahaan pe bhoat sab logo ko swadharma ka realize hota hoga. I feel that coming on, you know, a spiritual path, it has to be a swadharma itself, no? Following the spirituality. Because this is something which nobody has told us to do. Has anybody told us that please go and take on a spiritual path? No, no, this is something that we have just picked it up. It has just come. And even saying I picked it up is also kind of not completely correct. Uh, because, you know, as the Avadhut Gita, it says, the first uh, verse of the Avadhut Gita is that by the grace of the Ishwar, the desire to know the self arises, right? So that also happens, that also comes as a grace. And uh, this is, this I find as the biggest swadharma on the, being on the spiritual path once it comes to you. Because this really makes life peaceful, beautiful, inspired. Fourth question is, I sometimes feel I'm slipping off being the observer. 
I do not remember all the time what to do. Okay, I want to ask people over here because many of them are being the doing the practice of being the experiencer or being the experiencer. Is it uh, for you as well? Does this question come to you? Do you also feel sometimes that I'm slipping off? I'm not being the experiencer or I lost it or where did it go? Does that happen? Okay, Rajavishwari is saying yes. Madhavi is saying yes. Sweetie is saying no. Okay, excellent sweetie. Suma is saying yes. So how are you dealing with that? What do you do? Varun is saying surprisingly no. Okay. So when you feel that you are slipping off, Graham is saying yes, I know afterwards. Right. Yeah. So what are you doing about it when it happens? Is there something that needs to be done? Okay, Graham is saying, okay, Rajeshwari is saying this thought itself brings me back. Yes, Rajeshwari, right. Even just remembering that I lost it and then, okay, that, that itself is a remembrance. Yes. Graham is saying the practice of reliving the experience in awareness. Okay, so Graham, are you saying that if I have uh, missed being in awareness, so I relive that experience in awareness again. I come back in awareness and relive the experience, right? I think that is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. And uh, that actually helps, especially if we feel that there is something that uh, we have done or we have done not in awareness and it may have certain consequences or it has kind of stuck on. So we can relive that experience. If it was like just a normal thing which happened and we move on, then by remembering, okay, I come back in awareness. Remember. Suma is saying remembering again. Madhavi is saying remember. Yes. Rajiv is saying, I do slip off from the remembrance that everything is merely an experience. Right. Yes. So what, what that means is that we do get caught up in the experiences and uh, see them as real. And then later on, the thought comes in, oh, you know, like I was not in awareness or maybe I got stuck there. Or maybe something happened where I just felt something either, uh, you know, negatively and then realizing, oh, you know, it was just an experience. Why did I get caught up again? So remembrance is the best thing. Okay, Varun is saying, yes, I get caught up in the experience too. So what do we do? As all of you have got it right, it is just about remembering again. And the moment we remember again, so we are again in that awareness. And um, initially, of course, you know, we do practice for a few months, want, trying to be in awareness all the time. And once we get to a stage where just by remembering, we can get back there, just remember and get back there, then it is fine. Then actually there is no need to be in remembrance all the time. That is not uh, even expected. You can just be. It just means that whenever there will be a difficult situation, whenever there will be a challenging situation, wherever you think now you need to be in awareness because otherwise you may get caught up and you may say something or take an action which again you may later regret or which may lead to certain consequences. So then you stay in awareness by remembering. But if you think that once you have, you have not done enough practice, that just by remembering I cannot come back. Okay, uh, so until then I need to practice. But once I have come to a state where just by remembering I can come back, that is all that I need to do. And you know, even saying that I slip off, is, is it the experiencer, is it the observer or is it the mind? It is the mind, right? It is the mind which says, oh, you slipped off. Uh, you are not the observer. It is the mind again. Yes, Rajeshwari is saying mind. Because now we know we can never slip off from there. Is it possible to slip off from there ever? No, it is not possible. Yes, we are always there. Graham is saying who would slip? Yes, you are right. Who would slip? <laughs> it is the it is mind game again, which likes, you know, so mind needs so much attention. It likes to tell you, hey, you are slipping. So that we give it attention. We say, oh, I'm slipping. But nothing like that is happening. All right. Fifth question. I feel disturbed hearing about gurus who were so popular and then turned out to be fake. How to guard against fake gurus? 
we have discussed this many times but yes of course you know the question keeps coming back because uh, you know there are people and those especially who are new on the path or who are just taking on you know the spirituality in a new way have just started and when they hear that uh, they need to have a guide and then they hear about all the stories they do get worried it is very natural that what if we get caught in a fake guru so anybody would want to share anything how to avoid fake gurus any tips what about people here let's discuss kaise hum bache ki koi aise guru humko dhoka na de de aur galat guru ke sath hum na fas jaye kaise ensure kare yes namaste ah namaste who is this this is vishwadev namaste ji namaste yeah vishwadev namaste namaste aap kuch kehna chahte hain hmm yes i have also some experience in this field little little bit not Haan. so much hmm how to avoid fake gurus the first thing is we should have determination whether we are fake or not in the path of spirituality in the path of truth if we are genuine then we can examine our teacher also hmm and the nature helps okay that right. i found in wherever we go we have to serve people we have to connect with the people but the volition and determination that uh, that should come from within not from without that's all okay very good thank you bishwadev a uh, very nice answer absolutely and you said first we have to find out our own determination am first am i fake or not am i true kya main sachcha hu ke nahi hu kya main sach mein kis liye guru dhoond raha hu kis liye chahiye mujhe guru sabse pehli baat to ye hai and here also comes the qualities of the seeker as bishwadev also said right am i determined am i really serious am i looking for knowledge or what is it that i am looking for and if i have come for the right reasons if i am true then that itself will ensure that i will not fall into the clutches of the wrong guru isn't it like so people go with a lot of problems right worldly problems they want their worldly problems to be solved that if i will go to this guru i will get a job or my business will flourish or i will get married or i will have children right or i will get a promotion now we know of all these if this is the reason for you to go to a guru and are there gurus like that catering to this kind of audience absolutely yes see whatever we need a somebody is available to give us that whatever we want what is it that we want what are we going there for hello hello ha main akshata ha akshata कैसे हो बोलिए तो इसके बारे में मैं कुछ बोलने हाँ मैं बढ़िया हूँ आप कैसे हो <laughs> बहुत अच्छे बोलिए बोलिए हिंदी में बोल सकते हैं हाँ, हाँ, हिंदी में बोल सकते हैं यू कैन स्पीक इन हिंदी यस ओके तो फेक गुरु के बारे में बात हो, हो रही है ना एक्चुअली ना कोई फेक नहीं होता है हम उनको स्टेपिंग स्टोन के जैसे भी यूज कर सकते और ना हर एक इंसान में कमियाँ होती है तो गुरु में भी कमियाँ हो सकती है हाँ ना बिल्कुल बिल्कुल एक्चुअली हमें सही गुरु तक पहुंचने के लिए फेक गुरु से गुजरना होता है बहुत अच्छी बात कही हाँ क्योंकि उस इंसान से भी हमने कुछ ना कुछ लिया होता है उन गुरु से भी तो उनको फेक बोलना इतनी सही बात नहीं होती है हाँ, मेरा मत है बिल्कुल बिल्कुल बहुत अच्छा बोला अक्षता और आपका पॉइंट भी बिल्कुल सही है फेक गुरु से भी हम सीखते हैं अगर हम देखिये फिर वही बात आ गई if i have been caught with a fake guru that means somewhere that is the guru that attracted me that was the person who was right for me at that point of time that means my qualities of being a true spiritual seeker were possibly had not developed enough that is why i got caught with a wrong guru that's all and then i also learn and as akshita said that guru became a stepping stone so let's also uh, read what others are saying uh, sweetie is saying first get to know what or who is a guru okay so i i think what you would mean by who is a guru is by also understanding what we say guru is by uh, you define by knowledge what does he know does this person know more than you is he walking that path that you want to walk has he already walked that is he experienced in that how would you know that by spending some time by listening to what this person is saying by reading what this person has written or maybe 
through people who are near that person you will get to know what kind of knowledge he has ruchika is saying even that has a lesson learn it and move on exactly what akshita also said yes ruchika you are right about that even uh, the fake gurus are important they are good as part of the spiritual journey and we are only learning if i am a true spiritual seeker and even if i have got stuck with a wrong guru it is part of my learning i will only learn suma is saying just we have to take or learn whatever is good for us then go ahead yes we have to and sometimes uh, maybe bad things may happen in the sense that uh, i may get swindled of my money कुछ गुरु लोग बोलते हैं बहुत पैसा मांगते हैं हो सकता है थोड़ा मेरा पैसा एंड देन आई हैव टेकन अ डिसीजन इवन इफ अ गुरु हैज़ आस्ट मी फॉर मनी एंड आई हैव गिवन इट देन नोइंगली कि हाँ मे बी यू नो आई एम गिविंग दिस मनी देर इज समथिंग इन माई माइंड दैट आई वॉन्ट टू गिव दिस मनी सो मे बी इट मे गेट लॉस सो इफ आई एम प्रिपेयर्ड अबाउट इट देन इट्स ऑल राइट इट्स ओके आई विल लर्न समथिंग ओवर देयर सत्या इज सेंग आर इन ट्यूशन टेल्स अस All gurus, whether fake or not, are all stepping stones. Same thing. Yes, absolutely, Satya. And intuition tells us. Yes. So you know, when we talk about intuition, again, internally, it is like there is something inside us through which we know that yes, this is the guru for me. Okay. And if I thought this was the guru for me, and I was, uh, I was mistaken, and later I realized, oh no, you know, this was not the right guru. but at that time i had felt that this was the right guru then again you know that means i was not developed enough this was that was the right guru for me there is no problem about it at all graham is saying look at his followers yes we need to look at his followers close by how are they progressing so we get to know by spending about 3 to 6 months with a person in the sense going through the teachings meeting that person talking to that person that is a good enough time to realize you know whether you want to go ahead with that particular guru or not there is one more thing you know when this question came sometimes people are only hearing stories about other gurus and getting worried you see that guru has nothing to do with you you are not that guru's follower you don't even have another guru but you have only heard stories about different gurus and then you kind of make a picture in the mind that all gurus are bad or fake and real gurus are very difficult to find and maybe i will not find so i will not go to a guru you know sometimes i have seen people do that so that is a mistake you know just by not experimenting yourself not trying for yourself just by listening to others stories if we decide not to go ahead on a path or take up a guru then it is our loss only pragyadeep is saying check what guru wants from you if guru wants material things from you in heap then how he is spiritual yes uh, that could be there and sometimes uh, the gurus again it will depend you know when is he wanting material things you are right that if he is wanting material things from you then he is not spiritual but sometimes we have also heard of stories pragya where gurus have done that even the real gurus have done that they have asked for material things from so like uh, you know you may have all heard of the story of uh, i think it was gurjeev only i think it was gurjeev do you know who was the uh, closest disciple of gurjeev the next to gurjeev does anybody know i'm forgetting his name so the story that i have heard is that uh, this person was not like you know he had understood a lot but still he was just not getting it and then one day gurjeev asked him he said i want all your property everything you just give it to me you have to give all your money all your property whatever that you have you have to give it to me and this person said okay and then as soon as it was given to him uh, the guru said now you get out just get out from my uh, ashram from my place and it is said in the story that at that moment he realized so of course these are stories and it is said that the guru for him he had realized that this person this was the last thing where he was stuck on and so his material things were taken by the guru to give him that final realization so we really don't know but yes broadly opensky yes satya thank you so, so very much it was opensky yes absolutely it is the story so i have heard this story somewhere in uh, osho's discourses about opensky and gurjeev but yes broadly hum ऐसा बोल सकते हैं कि अगर वो आपसे बहुत पैसे की डिमांड करते हैं या कुछ अननेसेसरी डिमांड्स करते हैं जो आप नहीं देना चाहते हैं या आपको नहीं ठीक लगता है तो आप बिल्कुल अपनी खुद की कॉल लीजिए 
कि आपको वहां पर जाना है या नहीं जाना है तो अपनी बुद्धि का इस्तेमाल करना बहुत जरूरी है राजेश्वरी हाँ नमस्ते हाँ मीनाक्षी हाँ मीनाक्षी बोलिए मैं मैं अपना एक अनुभव यहाँ पर शेयर करना चाहूंगी प्लीज गो अहेड यस मेरी आध्यात्मिक मार्ग पर मेरी खोज में बहुत जिज्ञासा थी मेरे अंदर गुरुजी से मिलने से पहले कुछ साल पहले मैंने आध्यात्मिक मार्ग से मैं जुड़ी और उस खोज में मैंने बहुत कोशिश की कि कहीं से मुझे पता चले जो मैं मैं खोज रही हूँ मुझे कहीं से पता चले और वीडियोस देखती थी यूट्यूब पर वहां पर मुझे कुछ वीडियोस मिले और उसमें कोई गुरु थे और वो वीडियोस बड़ी अच्छी लगी मुझे गुरुओं के बारे में वो बताते थे और अपने बारे में वो बताते थे दीक्षा देते हैं और एक मंत्र है वो बताते हैं तो मैंने उनसे संपर्क किया मुझे वो अच्छा जिस तरह से वो बातें बताते थे मैंने उनसे संपर्क किया और उन्होंने मुझे बताया कि इस तरह से मंत्र है और मैंने सीधा उनसे संपर्क नहीं किया दूसरे व्यक्ति से किया और उन्होंने कहा ठीक है वो मंत्र आपको देंगे और आपको दीक्षा देनी होगी ठीक है तो मुझे लगा ठीक है दीक्षा के लिए एक प्रथा होती है कि दीक्षा देनी होती है तो वहां तक ऐसा विचार नहीं था कि ये केवल पैसों के लिए है तो मैंने वो मंत्र लिया उन्होंने मुझे फोन पर दिया और फिर दीक्षा मैंने उनके अकाउंट में ट्रांसफर कर दी तो लेकिन तभी तक मुझे नहीं पता था क्योंकि वो मैंने ग्रुप ज्वाइन किया और उसमें बहुत सारे साधक थे बहुत ही वो अपने एक्सपीरियंसेस शेयर करते थे और वो जो गुरु थे वो भी अपने बड़े एक्सपीरियंसेस शेयर करते थे अपने गुरु के बारे में बताते थे सब कुछ ठीक था लेकिन धीरे धीरे उनके ग्रुप पर बहुत हमेशा इस तरह के फिर मैसेज आने लगे कि वो पैसों की डिमांड करते थे ग्रुप में जितने भी लोग थे कि फोर व्हीलर खरीदना है गुरु को तो जो भी व्यक्ति देना चाहे कुछ कंट्रीब्यूट करना चाहे अकाउंट की डिटेल डाल देते थे गुरु पूर्णिमा है तो उसके नाम पर वो पैसा इकट्ठा करते थे तो ऐसा कई बार मैंने कभी नहीं दिया उसके बाद मुझे लगा कि नहीं ऐसा नहीं हो सकता एक सही गुरु मुझे मतलब जो चीज चाहिए वो इस तरह से यहाँ मुझे नहीं मिलेगी तो इस तरह से आप खुद आपको पता चलता है कि वो सही गुरु है या नहीं है मटीरियल थिंग जिस तरह का आपने एग्जाम्पल दिया वो वो एक अलग तरह की बिल्कुल एक कहानी है लेकिन बिल्कुल क्लियरली पता चलता है इस तरह के लोग जो है गुरु बनकर और एक मंत्र केवल देकर उनको लगता है कि हाँ वो साधकों की एक ग्रुप बना लेंगे भीड़ इकट्ठा कर लेंगे और उसके बाद फिर उनका जो मुख्य उद्देश्य है वो सामने आता है और वहां पर ग्रुप में सभी लोग कंट्रीब्यूट करते भी थे पैसा उनके अकाउंट में ट्रांसफर होता था तो मैंने वो छोड़ दिया ग्रुप उसके बाद और ऐसे ही एक दो और अनुभव मेरे हुए तो मुझे पता जैसे ही लगता था कि खुद मुझे अंदर से अनुभव ऐसा होता था कि नहीं ये सही जगह नहीं यहाँ पर जो मैं खोज रही हूँ वो मुझे नहीं मिलेगा और फिर मुझे गुरु की मैंने वीडियो सुनी और वहां मैं पूर्ण रूप से निश्चित हो गई कि जो मुझे चाहिए वो यहीं से मुझे मिलेगा जी तो इस तरह से हाँ ये स्टेपिंग स्टोन की तरह रहे ये अनुभव क्योंकि उनके थ्रू मुझे पता चला कि हाँ सही क्या है और गलत भी हो सकता है आध्यात्मिक मार्ग में आपको गलत लोग भी मिल सकते हैं बिल्कुल बिल्कुल बहुत अच्छे थैंक यू मीनाक्षी बहुत अच्छा आपने शेयर किया तो बिल्कुल ऐसा है और ऐसे लोग मिलते रहते हैं ऐसे बहुत लोगों का अनुभव होगा कि जो गुरु मिलते हैं और वो शुरू में सब ठीक रहता है उसके बाद डिमांड करने लगते हैं पैसे के लिए और चीज़ों के लिए तो फिर हमें खुद सचेत हो जाना है यहाँ पे दिस इज़ वेयर आर ओन इंटेलिजेंस आर ओन अंडरस्टैंडिंग सो वी नो वेर टू ड्रॉ द लाइन डू वी वॉन्ट टू गो अहेड एंड डू दिस or do we want to just you know move away from there so our own intelligence will tell us do we continue or do we move to another person like how minakshi did she moved to she moved from there once she felt it was not right the way the demands were being done and this is okay as long as we are learning we must have learned so minakshi would also have learned something from there right so we keep learning from different people and it moves on anjali is saying we are like receivers the frequency we are tuned to only that signal will be received similarly if we are at right level then right guru will automatically appear so all we need to do 
is to tune into our receiver. Yes, very good Anjali. I agree. So we attract the Guru based on our own frequency. Where are we? How much qualities have I developed in my own self? That is a very important thing. And one of the qualities of the seeker is also intelligence. It's not about having blind faith. Gullibility is not expected. Many people take on gurus because they are very popular or because they have heard of some miracles around them. We associate spirituality with magic and miracles. It seems that then the person is a real guru if he can make miracles. But as we go on, we realize that miracles are nothing. Even, you know, right now, this life itself is a miracle. Every moment is a miracle. So if we go to gurus for the wrong reasons, then it's our problem. Pragyadeep is saying, for particular disciple, they can do that, but they do not make a condition. Yes, I think you are saying in uh, context of what I said, you know, like asking the property, what the example I gave of Gurdjieff and Ospinsky. So yes, you're right. So that they do for a particular disciple. They know, you know, where the disciple is stuck and how that disciple needs to be helped. But uh, they do not ask from others. So we are done with the questions that had come last week in various through various people. If anyone may have any other question or anybody wants to share something, please do that. Suma is asking, what about those who do not understand languages, for example, English, Hindi, etc., cannot, can't get knowledge, can't realize self, oneness, there must be a way for it? Very nice question, Suma. So, do you really think that uh, realization or getting the knowledge is dependent on the language? Can it be dependent on the language? No. You already know the answer, right? So it is not language dependent. Right now we are talking about English, Hindi because that is how which are more popular and we are conversing in that. But otherwise, one, the knowledge is not dependent on language at all. That is the most important thing. In fact, language only makes it more complicated. No? If there is no language, I think things would have been much simpler through communication, by using words. We have uh, just completely misconstrued the truth. In fact, whatever words we use to say the knowledge or the truth, we have already, it has become already impure the moment we have started to say it. For example, to describe silence, right? The silence doesn't need a language to know what is silence. But the moment you even say the word silence, it gives you nothing. The language actually gives you nothing, isn't it? The real knowledge transfer actually happens without language. Even, even when in the program, even when doing whatever that we are doing, even on the path of knowledge, the real thing is transferred not through words. No, I'm sure that is your experience as well. It is by taking away all the words. And then of course there are other paths. So, uh, on, on which you don't need a language. And then the same truth can also be, and there are so many, so many language, uh, languages I'm sure uh, people would be sharing. Like how Satya is saying over here, there are gurus who impart in those languages as well. Just have to find. And I'm sure that if the desire has come to know the truth, as I just said, uh, you know, a little earlier in the Avdhud Gita in verse 1, it is given that through the grace of God, the desire to know arises. And if the desire arises, then definitely an arrangement will also be made for that desire to be fulfilled. And when we spoke about uh, Mahakashyap's story, right? The flower sermon, when Buddha gave to Mahakashyap, there, were, there was no words, there was no language. It was just transferred directly. You know, in fact, in uh, Kashmiri Shaivism, uh, they say there are three ways of realizing the truth. There are... Uh, three ways of moving from individual consciousness to universal consciousness and the first is the highest okay they call it sambhavopaya the highest and the highest is when the disciple just sits with the guru and gets it that's it it's as simple as that this is the highest there is nothing else that needs to be done over there so language is definitely not a barrier to realization in fact 
by using language language can become a barrier communication can become a barrier okay graham is saying on language i have been confused about two meanings of i i almost want to say body mind or small i for one and experiencing for the other yes uh, very good observation graham i agree with you uh, and you know that is the way we say it we, when we talk about the body mind structure we say the i with the small the small i as you said and then uh, for uh, the other i we say the capital i so the i with the dot and the capital i or we also use the word self self with a small s and self with a capital s and you'll find that in many books as well that uh, you know when they are defining things they are using two selves self with a small s and self with a capital s so that you can differentiate between them so yes language is confusing a very good question suma but how do we say i am not the doer just by this i am not the doer whether it is a small i because small i see even the capital i is not the doer it cannot be the doer and we also know that the small i is not the doer actually there is no doer no yes it is a paradox you are right it is we find paradoxes everywhere over here so i am doing and yet i am not the doer uh, have you read that article uh, on paradoxes uh, by guruji it's quite nice it gives you all the paradox as long as you have clarity about which i you are referring to because many times we need to refer to the body mind structure as well the other times i the observer or the sakshi to so jab hey hey graham yeah, i i'm making the point i think the 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 idea of language brought up the idea that I, sometimes i'm 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 thinking that we want that it would help us realize more if we could you if we did use language like more strictly like um how jim New, jim newman hmm. will will say you know i mean i don't know if we've all heard him but guruji you know has him as one of the link people yes. and he always said you know there's no one here no one is saying anything and i don't know i'm struggling with that idea cuz it just it seems weird what i mean is you know we almost don't even see the contradiction in it you can't say i am not the do- <laughs> i am not the doer right yeah. but you could say you know this this body mind thinks it's the doer hmm. um and and it had this body mind has the illusion that it's the doer i am the experiencer right right so i don't know that i'm just i'm struggling with that idea i don't have any answer or anything that that's all i got okay sure graham see when he is saying there is no doer there is nobody over here we understand that right it's just for understanding that's all that nothing is happening over here right we also say that there is nothing but yet there is something so once you understand then it is all about just playing and when you are playing then using i for this body mind structure is absolutely fine so as long as the clarity is there about both the eyes and knowing that there is no doer not in saying it but understanding it that is the difference over here okay shilpa is asking to share the link yes i will it's quite a nice one so it's about you know so many contradictory uh, contradicting statements but all being true at the same time so one who does not <clears throat> know can really get confused over here but once you understand it's actually fun that you can see that both are true and both are false Okay, so they're saying some teachers call the body mind by name and I the self. Even Guruji does not allow to say I. No, he does allow to say I. In fact, he always says use I, not we. Okay, saying like body mind. So if I say Muni, then that is body mind, and when I say I, that means the experiencer. Is that what you mean, Satya? Ah, uh, yes, uh, Muni. Like uh, you know, I you know when I talk about my body mind, hmm. it is Satya. Satya is talking. I am not talking. when okay. i am the experiencer hmm. you know a person who is at awareness will only uh, they can only uh, call themselves as as i they cannot say they, they will only address body mind as body mind or uh, uh, they give a name to that right it's like that and guruji always says i have seen guruji correct many people exactly corrected me once we we shouldn't say i thought the thought arose we have to correct it to thought arose Okay, that way. You get it. Hmm. Of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 
and that is again initially you know so that you don't uh, get confused about it that i thought or i did again you know removing the doer from there because it is happening yes you are right and then later uh, on even yeah. if you use i that is okay he is not against using an i once your understanding is complete yes no no a person uh, who has reached there cannot say i you know whatever he says it's complete you know the self body mind everything is self no hmm. everything is yes. uh, experience there is nothing is different so for such a person i is perfect hmm correct you get it yes yes absolutely whatever yes. if it guruji says i hmm. it's perfect because everything is uh, body mind everything everything yes. is i right everything is experience um because my previous teacher used to call herself by name like hmm. you know uh, so that is how i said right right <laughs> yes yes yeah. and there are you know there are teachers so i know the difference, hmm. but, yeah go like, ahead go, go ahead. ahead you go ahead now otherwise uh, you know many people can't uh, see the difference you know they get consumed right no absolutely and so what i was saying i know many teachers when they are teaching they ask you to differentiate like that and they say like you know so when i'm yeah. referring to body mind so i have to always say okay muni is saying that okay or muni is eating yeah. muni is drinking water yeah. muni is speaking yeah. okay yeah. yeah so that you know there is clarity yeah. between the two yeah yeah um, many uh, some teachers uh, ask us to do that otherwise we will not know what do i we will get stuck with the body mind hmm true so graham is writing satya that makes sense and then he is writing graham thinks that's good <laughs> very good graham vinay saying i with awareness is okay is what guruji says yes yeah so that is what we are referring to in awareness the i so at different you know it is for you at different stages initially just to be more clear and if you do not have a complete understanding then this differentiation is required after that it's absolutely okay in fact uh, i have also heard him say that sometimes you know people who have understood but just to differentiate they will say like suppose if i call him and i say okay muni is saying that so he will get irritated he doesn't want to he doesn't want me to refer to myself as muni not required so we have to know when to do the differentiation and when to drop it like we have to know when to do the practice in awareness and when to drop it so everything has to be done there is a time to do and there is also a time to drop if we drop them too early that is also not expected and if we just keep carrying them over uh, while the time had come to drop them that also doesn't work so knowing when to drop when to let go time is up already it is past 10 Thank you so much everyone for joining in. Thank you for listening, for sharing your views and asking very good questions. I'll see you again next Thursday same time. Thank you so much.